You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with the one and only Stephen Adler. He was the drummer in Guns N' Roses on the album Appetite for Destruction, the album that revolutionised rock and roll. He is touring Australia. He has a full band, and they will be performing Appetite for Destruction in full. Here are some tour dates all across May. Wednesday the 16th, they're playing in Darwin. Thursday the 17th, they're playing in Adelaide. Friday the 18th, they're playing in Perth. Saturday the 19th, Brisbane. I should be at that one. Thursday the 24th in Auckland. Friday the 25th in Melbourne. And Saturday the 26th in Sydney. And for Kiwi listeners and international listeners who are aware, of course Auckland isn't a part of Australia, but it is a date on the Australian tour. So let's see what Stephen has to say. It's a really interesting conversation, I might add. We talk about everything from the band to aliens. Let's go. Thanks a lot. Stevie, how are you, mate? Andrew. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm wonderful. This better be fucking good. You're interrupting my rehearsal, dude. Mate. Ah, I'm kidding. How are you? <laughs> mate, I'm doing very well. I'm sorry to interrupt your rehearsal because, but, I mean, just on that note. No, I'm, no. I mean, it's, it's so I, glad. I, to... I just finished. Awesome. Okay, sweet. Well, mate. Yeah, I just finished my practice. Awesome, mate. Well, I mean, it was a question I was going to ask wrapped in a point. Was it so I'm so glad that you're rehearsing so much to come down here because there are a hell of a lot of people that are waiting here to see you because, I mean, look, I went to the Gunner show a couple of years back that happened here, but in my view and a lot of other people's view, you are the bloke keeping the original GNR flame alive. So what can audiences look forward to when you tour? Well, first let me say, dude, thank you so much, man. That's fucking awesome. I really appreciate that. That was my dream, what you just said, was cool. for somebody, for people to say that about me and my music and my band. But I, what, what people are going to expect, basically we're going to start off with Reckless Life mm-hmm. and we're going to end with Paradise City and everything and then some in between. So That's all right. of Appetite, a little, a little Use Your Illusion song that I didn't get to play on, but I helped write with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom's coming, so I'm going to meet my mom and we could, you know, I uh, get they get to be introduced to her, the person who hatched me. I wasn't born. <laughs> she said I was hatched. I was actually <laughs> traded in the hospital. My grandmother said, "No, I don't like that one. I'm going to take this one." And that one was me. Okay. <laughs> there you go, mate. So, would you describe yourself I'm as kidding. a well, mate? Just on that that egg reference you've made, mate. Are you a bit more reptilian? You're a bit more of a snake. You're a bit like a bird that's flying very freely. I'm a I'm a bird flying free. I'm not one of those alien lizard people. Those are the bad aliens. Those are the government people. They're the lizard people. Don't get me started with aliens and shit. Well, you get into the, I get into that as well. Actually, <laughs> I mean, do you think all that stuff's true? I, well, of course, it's true. Okay, how could okay okay right, just just really quickly. Yep. Okay, look at Machu Picchu. Okay. Yep. It's on top of this mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all the mountains that are surrounding it are these jagged, pointed, like cone-shaped mountains. So Machu Picchu, whoever built that, they had to have cut the whole top of this huge mountain off, okay? Yeah. And then to build those giant stones. Did you ever, did you ever go to the grocery store? And you care, and you don't want to go back to your car twice, so you carry like four or five bags at one time. Yep. And you're walking up the stairs up to your house, 
and you're like out of breath and you're like, holy crap. Okay. Don't try and tell me that human beings built these things. Okay. There's no way. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And, and also plus, the pyramids. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen, I've seen two UFOs myself. One time I saw, well, an underwater UFO I saw. Okay. At this, this, uh, at this lake I played, it, it, it's like a, a resort in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I think it's called the Crystal Cactus or the Glass Cactus, and it's on this huge lake. And I just walked off stage, and I was standing on, on, on the balcony right over the water, and all of a sudden this huge light, like 50 feet around, lit up underneath the water. And then a couple of seconds mm. later, another huge light, about like 30 feet lit up, and it went forward under the water about 100 yards, stopped, and then turned off. Mm. And I was with okay. a friend, and I was like, dude, are you looking at this? Are you watching this? And the second time, I was here in the valley in Studio City, and I was, it was about like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, and I was holding on a plane going overhead. Great. You're right. Thank, thank you, Southwest. <laughs> okay, um, so I was walking my dog, and yeah. then, you know, it was all quiet and a clear night, and, I, and all of a sudden I hear this helicopter, but it's not a regular sounding helicopter. It's like one of those military helicopters mm -hmm. that got the jets on it, and I hear this from at least two, three miles away, and I'm just walking a dog, and then all of a sudden this, this, um, this, this triangular-shaped craft with like five lights on each side, light blue lights on each side, just went floating across the sky and I'm, I'm with my dogs looking at this and this army helicopter with, you know, with the jet engines and shit, is chasing it. Yeah. I mean, it had rockets on the helicopter and everything I could see it. and it was chasing it. There was no way it was going to catch it. But it was trying hard. Look, I believe you. Look, I, I had a chat to... Those were my... Those were my that, that, and I wasn't drinking. I was, I was sober. Yeah. I, been, I was already sober for like a year and a half. So I was, I was, I was just walking my dog standing here. I was like, oh, what the heck's that? Holy crap, look at that. And you couldn't hear the thing, but you heard that helicopter far away chasing it. Chasing it, yeah. Well, uh, right, what, So those are my two experiences. I had, I had a chat about this exact, sort of similar, same subject matter, at least anyway, with Al Jorgensen, mate. I'd love to have yourself and Al Jorgensen over to my place for a barbecue one night and we could talk all night about this sort of thing. Yeah, and you what what did you see? Well, I haven't seen anything, I must say, but I do read tarot cards, and I am in touch with people who are very intuitive, and, and to your point about reptilians and the like, I haven't fleshed it all out myself completely, but I do believe in, in deep government and in an agenda, if you like, so whether you want to call it the Illuminati, there's lots oh, of names oh. for people, but you know there are in collusion with extraterrestrial forces, if you like, and there are things that are going on that we as, of course. as, we as regular members of humanity aren't privy to. We're just not a member of that club or that society, well, if you like. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what, you know what's scaring me is because you know how, like here in, in this goofball place called America, mm -hmm. they got this douchebag Trump, you know, yeah. as so-called president. Dude, he's a failed businessman. He's a he's a, 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 a what do they call it? A reality TV uh, host, yep. TV star host. He's not a president. He's just a voice. So every day he's saying something really 
stupid and crazy and scary and, you know, just this off-the-wall wrong. So everybody that's playing, putting all their attention on this guy doing all this shit, when the people, the real people who run the country and run the world, they're up to something no good. And that's what scares me. You reckon Trump's just a bit of a sideshow to keep us sort of our our, uh, our focus away yeah, from what's actually those happening? Are, those are alien people. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course. Everybody's focused on, oh, Trump said this today, Trump did this, and Trump did that. And nobody, nobody that, vote, that say that they like Trump could vote, okay? Because the only mm. people that like Trump are felons. And if you're a felon, you can't vote. So it's the government, you know, the real people who run the world, they put this asshole here to be the, to be the speaker, you know, to tell, mm. to tell people, to confuse people. But it, 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 dude, there's so much stuff going on. It's crazy. I mean, these pyramids. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah. I mean, there's no way human beings could build these things. No, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, there's no evidence that we did. Ancient, do you watch it? Yeah, do you watch it? Exactly. There's none. And, and, they, and they even say there's people, you know, uh, people who build, you know, work with stone and stuff. They say, we couldn't even do this now. No, that's right. And they tried to and, recreate it. And the it thing using... is, with the pyramids, you know, the thing that was the pyramids, like in Egypt and around the world, all these different pyramids, is it's not just a bunch of gigantic rocks piled on top of each other. There's like tubes. And it's and there's there's there's, there's huge, you know, cat, you know, caverns. Yeah. And and artifacts and stuff underneath it. Yeah, that's right. Underneath so the sphinx. It's not yeah. just the outside. You see, what about all that stuff that's on the inside and underneath all of that? People couldn't build that. Why do you think there's Aliens an agenda? Aliens run every. Okay, here, here's another. Here's another yeah. example. Okay, how old are you? Forty. How old are you? Yeah, 40. 40 years of age. And you're 40. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm 53. Okay, when we were growing up, dude, did you see girls when we were going to school that are as beautiful as they are now? Or mm. even guys. And you see how talented they are? Dude, the, 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 the aliens have been hybriding humans forever. Look at how the people looked in the 30s and then in the 40s and then in the 50s. Dude, they were, every decade, people got better looking. And now, I mean, look, like in the 60s and 70s, like the most beautiful woman was like Raquel Welch and Farrah Fawcett, okay? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there's a hundred girls who are a billion times better looking than them. And they're hybrids. Okay, that's an interesting and one right there. Aliens yeah. are just making hybrids. That's why I'm, that's that's what worries me about the go- the real government is there are all these hybrid people who don't get sick, who are extra talented, extra smart, and so like we're like the old old. I'm I'm older than you, so I'm like the old news and people you know my generation and older. Their government's going to get rid of, and all these hybrid people. Are going to live, or where they're going to get really, they're going to kill us off with some kind of disease or something. Would, but let's not discuss this anymore. <laughs> let's get back into fun rock and roll. All right, okay. We'll, my, just, we'll discuss alien. We'll discuss alien stuff 
when we're together by ourselves having dinner. I reckon let's do that, mate. I'm going to keep that in mind and I'll hold you to it, mate, because I All want right. to continue this conversation. But I digress. All right, let's... but anyway, let's get the rock. Let's get the rock and roll. This, I got this thing. And it, yes, rock and roll and fun and peace and love. And we got a great show. Like I said, we're starting with with Reckless Life, ending with Paradise City, and everything's been appetite, and then some in between. I got this amazing Broadway singer named Constantine Morales. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know him. You guys go look him up. He's, yeah. He's a rock of ages. Jesus yep. Christ superstar. He was on American Idol, and he is just making these songs just so amazing. He makes them himself. He doesn't sound like Axel, but he's just as strong and powerful and sexy and, and gritty and angry as Axel okay. was when he was younger. I don't think he's too angry right now. He's got you know millions and trillions of dollars. And I don't think he's too angry. But when, when we were growing up, when we were first starting, believe me, we were all angry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was. I mean, that's the thing about youth, isn't it? You could channel your anger into this wonderful music that's going to stand the test of time. And this is my, my next question for you, mate. You must be aware that you, you contributed to a musical legacy that people are going to be talking about. Think of it like this. We're still talking about Mozart, Tchaikovsky, Chopin, uh, Rodin. Guns N' Roses, in my view, are going to be, an, 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 in particular, the album that you appeared on, your most notable contribution is obviously to Appetite for Destruction. People are going to be talking about that in 100 years' time, yeah. 200 years' time, and writing theses on it. Have you thought yeah. about that? It's a, well, it, it, it's, a, it's a dream. Of course I thought about it. I thought about this when me and Sass were 12, 13 years old, when we were going, one day we're going to grow up and we're going to put a great band together and we're going to make a record. It's going to last forever, just like the bands that we love. And we did. Mm. And every when, we, every when we were recording the Appetite, we would go in the studio, we'd play the song. Everything's first, second, maybe third, and I think one song might be four takes. But we would play the song, and we would go into the sound room, and we would listen to it, and we would just, I mean, be silent. And then as soon as the song was over, we would all go, we got. We're gonna. This is gonna be the greatest fucking record ever. Mm. This well, is gonna be so great. We're we're just so happy. We knew what we were gonna do. We knew what we had, and we appreciated it. And we and we did the best we could. And we and I'm so proud of what we did. And I'm so thankful being one fifth of one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world. It would be nice if since they're playing now again. Mm. That if they brought the other two fifth members members back, but you know that's their thing, and I I guess I just gotta you know no matter what the sun goes up and the sun goes down yeah. with or without me, and since the sun keeps since the sun's coming up and I'm here, I'm gonna enjoy my life and do everything I can to do my best, no more, no less, and have as much fun as I can. And enjoy my life. Well, and Steve, I am. And like I said, I am so thankful and proud yeah. of being one fifth of, of, of GNR and growing up with those guys. We were like the cool kids in school. Yeah. So, like, I, I hung out with the cool crowd. We were the band that everybody on the strip wanted to be in. And I got to be, I was one of, one of who was in it. So, 
Thanks, guys. Made me one of the cool kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, look, on that note, I, you must have seen on Twitter in the last 12 hours or so, it's been blowing up about rumours of a full reunion because of the billboard that appeared oh, in London. Oh, from the billboard? Yeah. Okay, I, as far as I know, the billboard is just for, uh, I don't know, a, a CD box set because nobody's called me. I got the I got a picture of it from Tess, and so I asked Flash and Izzy. Mm. Izzy said I have nothing to do with it. I know nothing about it. And Flash says he says he thinks it's for a box set. But it's weird that they use the five of us. You know, I mean, if the five of us is what what's going to sell, yeah, the, the box set. Why don't they use the five of us on the tour together? Well, it's your image I mean, that they use. That's obviously the band that the fans want. I mean, why don't they put Frank's picture up there and Richard's picture up there and that, and that girl, uh, Melissa, playing uh, Synthesizer, which is in no GNR song, mm. except for the beginning of Paradise City. Bing, bing, yeah. bing. But, well, you know, why do they put them? They're going to put that up there. And then, because they know it'll self give them fucking let's give the fans the five of us. But, you know, that's yeah. their call. I don't know them. I don't hang out with them. I, I don't know them. They're just people that I'm thankful that I got to be a part of something so great and magical with. Yeah. And I love them very much. And I will always have their backs no matter what. Yeah, and I think no people appreciate why. that about you, mate. You've, you've, you know, you add to the legacy. You've never detracted from the legacy in interviews. You're always talking about how much you loved the time that you spent with them. Cause that's a dream come true. As all me and Sars used to do when we were young teenagers and teenagers was walk around Hollywood, talking about putting a band together, traveling around the world and making great music and selling records and making out with girls everywhere and partying. <laughs> and our dream came true. It's just a shame that it ended the way it did. Mm. You know, because basically, like, we were making a pie, and, every, and we entered a pie in a pie-eating contest, and every year for five years in a row, we won. And then on the sixth year, they decided to take the sugar out, which was me. And they decided to put some salt in it, which was Matt Storm. No, no disrespect to him. Mm. And the magic was gone, and they didn't win first prize. Well, a but, lot of the songs on Illusion I'm, were I'm written. I'm on the cool shit. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people are no, aware that. Illusion. Well, that was you. That was you who contributed to well, the writing. Well, I, Oh yeah, well we 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 I, I me and Sash and Dove and it, and uh, went to Chicago and we wrote like twenty five songs there and and at least eighteen of them are on that record. It's not all of them. I never listened to it all. I only listen to what I play on. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, even even on the radio, if, if something from Use Your Illusion comes on or something else that I'm not on, but I just can't listen to it. So I have to change the station. Yeah, I can understand that. It's something that's very close to you and you were such a massive part of. It was everything in the world to me. It was everything in my heart and soul with those guys in that band. 
all we cared about. It was all we used to say was, "We're doing it for the band. It's for the band. We're doing it for the band." And mm. you know, it was just his greatest time ever. Hey, he's a. And, uh, it would be cool if we could finish finish what we started. Yeah. We gave we started the, uh, giving the fans magic and music that they love and dig. And like I, you said, thirty years later, still love it and dig it. Let's. I just want to end what we started. Whatever happened in the past is the past. We can't change it, but mm. we could change today and we could change the future. And I personally say, let's give the fans the appetite for destruction, Dan. They deserve it. Oh, I, I, we I agree. all have yeah. great life because they love our music. I think we should give it to them and not a half-ass version. Sorry, Fernando. I didn't mean, mean to say it that way. I didn't, I didn't, sorry, Fernando. I didn't mean for it to come out that way. No, no, you haven't. No, you're did. not offending me, so don't worry about it. It's all right. It's, it's the way a lot of people feel about no, this, no, no. you know. You know, it's it's nothing yeah. against the blokes that are standing in for you and um, and Izzy, but it's the way everybody no, feels. No, they have nothing to do with it. Yeah, they have nothing to do with it. Those are great guys. Hmm. I hung out with them. They're wonderful. They're great players. But, you know, they're not a part of the magic. You know, like Led Zeppelin. Once John Bonham died, they, even they, they couldn't bring Jason Bonham in, even though he was the closest thing to John Bonham, it still took that magic away. No, yeah. Well, I'm going to... There's only... I can think of one band that where they got rid of somebody and brought somebody new in and the band got better. Iron Maiden. When once they brought they 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 got rid of the first singer, yeah, and then they brought Bruce Dickinson in. That's it. And then Bruce took it to a totally another level. And then Nico McBrain came in, and he completely took it to another level. He's probably the finest pound beat for beat, pound for pound, the best drummer out there. Oh, good on you. Yeah, a lot and of people feel that way. Yeah. Play. Great drummer. He's, He's like you, that's mate. That's great. And, and Queen. And Queen. Greatest band ever. Once Freddie passed away, there was really only, nobody could take Freddie's place. But there was one person who could have, you know, filled in and did the closest job that Freddie could do. And that was George Michael. For somebody somebody to love, to attract somebody to love. But but once Freddie left, the music died, the music stopped. Yeah. You know, it just changed. Yeah, well, they're going around these days with Adam like Lambert. I said, I let, let's, let's, just, let's just be positive and be thankful that I got to do what I got to do and hang with the guys I got to hang. Because they are awesome people, and I love them. Well, I got... I got. And they mean everything in the world. Especially Slash. Slash just means everything in the world to me. I know he never thinks of me. Even if somebody meant, has, even if he meets somebody that has a name Steven... I know he still doesn't think of me, but I still love him. And he'll always be a big part of my heart and my soul. Okay. Well, yeah, well, there's a lot of wisdom in those statements there, isn't it? You know, and it's 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 all love from you, mate. And look, I, I speak for all fans when we just hope that the same thing can happen. We hope that the uh, the core membership that are in Guns N' Roses in 2018 realise that that's what fans want. And to your exact point, one last go round. Yeah, let's finish what we started. Let's, mm. let's end on, on, on the very top, you know, where, where we ended off at. 
Well, you know, I, we started off fucking with magic. Let's end it with it. One thing that might sate fans for now, and I'm speaking from my own, this is my own thoughts here, okay? I'd love to see you in a band with Gilby, DJ Ashba, Robin Fink, and maybe a front man, a younger front man, such as the excellent Andy Biersack from Black Veil Brights. What do you think about a, a lineup like that performing not just Guns N' Roses songs, but you guys getting into a room and maybe jamming out and writing some new material? I would say that'd be awesome. I love Gilby. And Andy Biersack is, is, is so great. He's so awesome. I, I, he's like he's like the new star that's gonna come out. Yeah. If he, I, I just I, I think if he was in a band like the guys you just mentioned, I think then he would become a real big superstar. Yeah. Do it. He's a, he's, got, he's a talented <laughs> talented guy. I love the guy. Well, mate, I'd love for you to make arrangements and just well, see if I, it could I, happen. Yeah, I would do. But yeah, well, Gilby lives down the street from me. Andy, I'm, I know uh, from my friend Az. Um, the other guys, I don't know where to find them. Yeah. But whatever God puts in my in front of me, if it's cool and I'm going to enjoy myself, I'm going to do it. And right now, I got a great singer named, named uh, Constantine Morales and yeah. a great band, and we're going to come to Australia and we're going to kick ass and have a great time and got to have a fun show. Going to meet my mom. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you all kinds of stories. If there's anybody out there that you know that that, that has has any kids in their family, you know, their mothers or fathers that are alcoholics or drug addicts, believe me, we have nothing to hide. Yeah, and we 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 are not ashamed of anything. Good on you. Yeah, good on you. Great so, attitude. Ask, ask yeah. all the intimate. Ask all the intimate questions that you want, and you will get an honest answer back, especially for my mom. I can imagine. Yeah, well, she's been a rock, and a, she's been a rock for you, hasn't she? Well, yeah. Well, look, put, put it this way: she had to, she had to raise me for fifty-three years. <laughs> I made her crazy, and she came yeah. out of it stronger than ever. The yeah. crazier I made her, the stronger she got. Well, but that... not at first. But once she started learning how to deal with an addict, then. She became stronger and stronger, and then once I I finally was able to to, to have that enlightenment come to me and and be able to stop drinking. Yep. And uh, we finally been able to have a relationship, and it's been so wonderful. You know, because no matter what, you have uh, you have a thousand friends in your lifetime, but you only have one family. Mm. Indeed. And you only have one mom. Indeed, mate. Mate, I better wrap things up for you. It's been wonderful to talk to you. My final uh, question would be, I've recorded this obviously because I write a lot of articles for magazines, but I also host a podcast series. And look, we've talked about a lot of different things, including aliens and things of the other world. But are you cool if I release this as a podcast episode as well as do my contributions to written articles? Of course. And dude, and, and mention, when I get there and I'm, I'm with you, yeah. We're gonna have we'll talk for hours, dude, about you know, all kinds of things that are just so right in front of your face yep. that it's it's it, it, it's ridiculous for anybody to say, oh, it, it's not real. Hmm. Come on, yeah, no, right great, yeah. 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll very, uh, very kindly ask the kind Tess who might be in the background listening to us if we can maybe organise a bit of a catch-up, even if it's for a coffee or something like that when you're in Brisbane, which is the town that I live in. I would love that. Well, I would love that. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you yeah. for your time. In Australia, in Australia, I'm coming, so beware. I don't know who the <laughs> hell are the bands are coming there before me, but you better just uh, bring yourself a pair of extra shorts because <laughs> you're gonna, we're going to blow your mind. I'll, I'll remember that one, brother. This has been fascinating. It's always great to talk to a legend, mate, and someone whose music I've listened to the, for the better part of 30 years. So thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you and love you, brother. Thank you so much. No worries. I'll see you, next, I'll see you in two weeks, Australia. Abs- love you. No worries, mate. Thanks so much, Steve. Cheers, mate. Thanks, bro. Thank Catch you, bro. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with the very legendary Stephen Adler, that awesome drummer that appeared on the Guns N' Roses album, Appetite for Destruction. Thanks so much for listening.